0: Keep it peaceful There's a struggle for me don't pull up at 6 to with me. you know how I like it when you love welcome back to another episode of soccerworks live a roundtable edition here at the Eastern Shore Premier Cup and I am joined by Matt Bowman say hey Matt hey thanks for having me absolutely thanks for coming on the show so um Obviously real uh, windy and noisy out here but we're going to we're going to do our best to get through it. Um, so tell me Matt, what is what is your official role with the club? What do you what do you do? So I
1: am on the board for Gulf Coast Rangers.
0: Gulf Coast Rangers yep. and that is what, what ages is is that? So that'll board? be yeah, so um, from U13 up. Okay. All the way through men's and women's. Through men's and women's. So for anyone listening uh, and maybe maybe you heard a, a previous episode with Gerardo Flores talking about some of the structure of the club for anyone who didn't miss that epi- missed that episode um, Rangers has a a couple different uh, setups so at the younger age groups it's Um, set up by a couple cities in terms of academies. So there's a Daphne Academy, Fairhope Academy, and then they join together at U13 all the way up through the first teams on the men's and women's sides. That's right. And the the men's first team plays in the Gulf Coast Premier League, um, which is a regional league that is inspiring a lot of – action across the country uh, in the amateur game. I'm, I um, am, am constantly fielding calls about the success of the league and, and interest in starting similar type leagues, even connected to the Gulf Coast Premier League around the country. So to the, to Jonathan Rednauer and the guys at the Gulf Coast Premier League, here just a little shout out to those guys and the great work that they have begun several years ago and are continuing to do as they go forward. And um, and then on the women's side, you have the first team playing in the WPSL. That's right. And so um, this will be their third season. Is that correct? This will be the second season for both the men for both men and and women. Okay, that's right. So second season for both the men's and women's first teams. And there was some recent news for both of them in terms of where they are going to be playing matches this summer. Talk a little bit about that.
1: That's right. So last year, we were fortunate to be able to play in Foley at the OA Complex. Which, which is
0: where? How far away is that from where we are so right yeah, now?
1: So from where, from Daphne Fairhope on the Eastern Shore, you know, it's it's about a 30 to 45-minute drive
0: depending on traffic. Okay. And this year, with the recent announcement, well, what is what what change is taking place in terms of home matches? Yeah,
1: so we're super excited that we're going to be able to play right here on the Eastern Shore in Fairhope at Fairhope Stadium,
0: which uh, is a great complex, especially for this level of soccer and, and the environment uh, that you can can create in that
1: stadium. Yeah, that's right. And and, and t- to be fair, last year in Foley, I felt like we every. Because I was able to, to go to a lot of the away matches, and in terms of the playing surface, we we were we fielded the best, in my opinion, and that's only going to improve this year at Fairhope Stadium, and it's it's carpet, it's beautiful.
0: Yeah, and it's it's a grass field, a natural grass field for anyone unfamiliar with both of those stadiums, both of the one at Owen Foley as well as in Fairhope, and. Um, And it does make a a, a massive difference in playing the game on uh, a grass field versus a turf field. And and to have both first teams playing at the same stadium and several match days are going to be double double headers. headers. That's right. Which is going to be, I think, fantastic for the club. When you have um, the ability to play on an all-grass, natural surface, on top of that, at this level, that quality of surface, I think is... um, there are there are a lot of clubs around the country quite jealous yeah. of that opportunity, and part of that comes down to um, the the fact of where we live and in the facilities that that the club has access to. So, as you you know you you join the join the board of Gulf Coast Rangers, you have two kids playing um, in the club, uh, one who is is. In the, is he, he's in the Gulf Coast Rangers.
1: That's right. He's an 06. Okay. Um, so he, this was his first year. this This past season, um, this past fall, was his first year in Gulf Coast Rangers. In Gulf Coast Rangers. That's right. And then your
0: your youngest is still in the academy. She's right? an 09 girl. Yes. Played this played this morning. So you've got um, you've got a couple different hats that you wear. A couple of different perspectives about um, Rangers in particular this weekend mm-hmm. where the the club chose to kind of take a different approach to the tournament uh, atmosphere and environment Absolutely. and change some things to be a little bit more of a festival. Um, and we talked uh, with with G, um, as, as we all call Gerardo, um, about some of those changes. What have you as a dad. Let's put on your yeah, dad hat yeah. for a minute. Okay. So what have you experienced this weekend that has felt maybe different than a normal tournament-type experience as a dad? Yeah, it's a great question.
1: Um, so, Daniel, I usually, in, in seasons past, you go to a tournament. um You know what it's like being on the sideline you hear you know it's it's parents screaming you see a lot of kids looking more at the sideline at their mom and dad's versus
0: the the direction
1: from their yeah from their coach or from their teammates and so what's been really nice this weekend is actually seeing you know parents a little further away from the field you know and and it it really has been more the kids game Um, right and so you, you don't hear as much and and you know I don't know if that's because of how far away they are from the field or if it's because it's not being a tournament and there's not, you know, that they're trying to get to a final. But it, it seems that the parents have enjoyed it more um, or at least haven't, haven't been yelling as much. Uh, so that's, that's been awesome as a dad to see, you know, the focus more on the, on the kids versus on the on the win.
0: Yeah, and I'm I'm a big believer in environments matter. You know, structure matters. Um, mm-hmm. I, I often use this example um, when I talk to people about structures and systems and environments. That if you're if you're gonna if you want to bake a round cake, you can't throw the ingredients in a square pan and expect to pull out a round sure. cake out of the yeah. oven. And so I think some of those changes you mentioned the. Uh, five-yard barrier back yeah. from the sidelines from for the parents has made a difference i do think also the format of the the games right. uh, has made a difference as well in changing some of the experience for the parents as well as the players um what it you know you, you guys have played gone through what one two matches so far Two. Two. So my, yeah, One my last night, night and, and today. today. So what has her experience been? Has she made any comments? Has she felt a difference any in terms of, you know, some of the changes? Has she felt any different? Is she? You, you know, I'm kind of,
1: so I would, I'm not sure, Daniel. Uh, so Catherine, my daughter, um, she's she's just more wrapped up in the game. She doesn't she's she's learned to I think to block out the sidelines.
0: Tune it out. Yeah,
1: which I love, you know. Right. She's so um she she was just excited that her team won and and you know that she played well and and had a lot of fun. Um so I don't I don't think that um you know that she she didn't say anything. Right. Yeah. But she has in the past um she, you know quite often talked about did you hear such and such Mom or such and such dad on the sideline. So the
0: absence of that yeah. is yeah. a positive. Absolutely, right? 100 percent. So, right. So obviously not being, uh, you know, proactive about saying positive things by not saying the negative, you're you're still right. able to see a difference in the in the reaction from that's her right. in the last uh, two days. That's that's really cool. And that and 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 when you're looking at experimenting mm-hmm. with environments and uh, trying to find better solutions. That's obviously what you're looking for. You're trying to find some things and, and get a positive reaction, you know, from, from the players themselves, right? Absolutely. And what were we about yeah, to say? So, yeah,
1: I, so it's interesting. So we, we have a lot of, especially at the younger ages, um, this is the first experience, you know, for, for a lot of our parents to the game, right? So their, their experience coming from other sports is, is so different. Right, because soccer is a creative game. It's not, hey, the ball's hit to you; you got to throw it over here kind Correct. of thing, you know. So, I mean, so a, a lot of it. And what I what I love about this club is, is you know, with with Gerardo leading it, they do a great job of trying to educate the patients, uh, the, the patients, the parents. <laughs> it might be patients educate the parents on they might on need why. to be patient. That's right.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> but they, yeah, they do a good job educating them on on why. Uh, why it's important not to shout instruction when a when a kid has a ball at their feet, right? You know, and so that's and it's a learning process. Um, but but I love how intentional the club is at at trying to teach that to the parents because the you know the the positive um, there's only going to be positives that come out of the kids from that, right?
0: Totally, totally. So as you are looking at this weekend and. You, you're a board member of the Gulf Coast Rangers. You're looking ahead into the summer where, where the GCPL and WPSL matches start to take place. Um, and then looking beyond to next year's Premier Cup, right? Yeah. Building off of this weekend, do you have, you know, as a board member and as a dad, do you have any, um, you know, ideas of how to continuing to build off of what you've experienced this weekend yeah yeah i think so um one
1: one thing that i that i wanted that i'm really excited about within the club is you know we talked about the the dafty rangers and the fairhope academy at the younger ages and the gulf coast rangers and the first team with the men's and women's team so what thing that really excites me is 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 the um the chance for all those different ages to interact uh you know we have a lot of Coaches that play with the first team on the on the men's side, and hopefully, before long on the women's side. Um, so one thing I you know to I, I just think it's it's so important for these kids to see you know how it's done at that at that high of a level, right? Like it's done in the Gulf Coast Premier League. Um, so and and not you know, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is that, like the the showcase type. Uh, a field that we have here versus versus a tournament. I think it's only going to going to add going to add to that. We're, you know, with with more training sessions with the with the, you know, the um, different age groups and the in the in the men's and women's team. Um we're trying to we're trying right now to to figure out a way to involve the kids more, you know, with them. So yeah, I th- I think um you know it's really exciting to see what's going to come out of the Rangers and you know next next season and, and seasons past.
0: That's great. So when you when you're looking at um you know joining a board and being a part of a project like this, and you know obviously you have conversations and you talk about dreams and you talk about. Hey, what could we do? What could we build? What could we yeah. do that that maybe has never been done before? You right. know, all these conversations get going, and then, you know, before long, you, you've built Camp New and Fairhope, and you know, and you got a hundred thousand <laughs> people come to the match. But you, but seriously, when you're when you're when you're joining a board and you're having those conversations, what draws you into saying, "Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna give some of my time." to a project like this what kind of drew you into joining the board well i think one you i
1: think you said it daniel is is the we have we're we're really lucky that we have some people that are involved in this club with big vision you know and they they've seen we we have a, a you know vast um, we can draw from vast different cultures right you know with all the with from from our not just our coaches For the kids but also leadership within the rangers you know we have i mean representing from scotland and france and all these different areas where they've seen how it's done in other places like a melting pot yeah right so you know i mean i i don't know if y'all if they talked much about uh you know about some ideas that we have um you know here with village park let's get into that yeah um so you know one thing that that we uh Obviously, we, we, we have a shortage of field space around here, and so, um, you know, just that kind of started the discussion And we, we found some some land that adjoins the city-owned property where we are right now uh, and, the, and the club came together and purchased it um, and we got ten acres and we have some big vision over there from everything from uh, you know right now, it's it's uh just like a, a five-a-side pitch, right, that we're, we're, that we're going to enclose in a cage, um, just trying to do some different things. Going to going to have a, just a, – uh, there's a walking trail now. And the big vision is, you know, a few years down the road that we're going to have two full-size fields, and that will be the home for the men's and women's team, um, creating that, you know, European community, you know, getting together to go watch a match kind of feel. Um, so, you know, that's – that's. Th- those are the type of things that, that – make me want to invest my time in in helping out the club is is what can we do not just for you know our kids this season but what can we do to ignite that passion for soccer on the eastern shore um because we're you know this this club the the number of kids that are playing now i mean as you're aware compared to five or ten years ago it's exploded right um as has the love of the game across the u.s right sure so what can we do to capitalize on that and how can we be intentional about about creating something that is goes past just this year and next year, but what can we leave our kids that, you know, maybe after they go off to school they have a place to come back home to play? Whether that's and that's the idea for the men's and women's team, right? That that, you know, down the road that we're gonna field on all rangers alumni and current rangers team um and
0: and that's the kind of place where where we could do it that's fantastic so when you're when you're a part of these conversations and you're having these discussions about life today versus life down the road in terms of the club building the club shaping the club what um what is your biggest dream for what the club could be down the road
1: Oh, that's a good question. Um you know, I would I would like to see in terms of let me clear, in, in terms of um like so, the first team yeah, for the men's the, team? the
0: first team let's talk about yeah. the first team. Okay. What, what would your what would your dreams be for the first team of the club?
1: Yeah, I mean it's been so exciting just I mean last year was our inaugural season, right, with the GCPL and that is grown. I mean, just and I've only known about it for a couple of years, right? And, right. And the the growth I see there, you know, with you know like Tallahassee and Hattiesburg and, and these these places coming on board this year um, in the in the eastern division of the, of the GCPL. You know, I, I see. Well, number one, like I was talking about, the biggest dream is is to have it. Is, that's a that's a full Rangers team of alumni and current players. Because what we see is is with our first team is a little bit different maybe than some of the others around and that we see it as kind of the top of the pyramid, you know, that this is a place where our 16, 17, 18-year-old top players within our club have a chance to go play and rub elbows with collegiate players and, and, and some, um, you know, some players past the college level right. that are still playing. Um, so first and foremost, that's it, is, is, is my dream is to be that it's an all it's an all-Rangers team. Um, but secondly, that we're competitive and that we're, you know, that, that we have a chance to not only move, you know, to compete in the GCPL, but then to go on to whatever that is at, at that time, you know, whether that's, uh, you know, going to NPSL n- or some n- level yeah, higher. Yeah, right, 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 right. Uh, or some, you know, or open cup or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so that's, you know, that to me, that's that's what I that's what I want to see, and. T- and, and really, to me, what's more important is the modeling for the youth versus um, you know success on a big level or have you know that that's and and, and that's what I always try to voice is, is is if we keep if we keep that top of the pyramid um, you know ideal in place, then every then every, then everything we do and everything we do we, we're thinking about how to model it for the kids in our in our program. Then right it's,
0: then that that's as high as it gets for me right and i want to i want to park here for just a second because i think this is this is one of the key deficiencies mm. in the us soccer family is the lack of generational clubs this is a term that i use uh, quite often on the Amen. podcast which is simply that a club has a first team and an adult all the way down through youth, mm-hmm. and so you you keep using the phrase pyramid right. internally with the club, and I and that is exactly what a generational club is. It's right. it's providing an an aspirational uh, pathway for players to develop, and as they develop and as they get better, there is there is kind of this light at the end of the tunnel there's this destination that you are you know working for as a player to reach and i think if the you know if the country ever can wrap its mind around that concept it would change a lot about how we do soccer because in the federation a lot of things are stratified they are are categorized and split right so <clears throat> for example, on the adult side within the federation, they they segment and they have adult councils and they have adult associations and mm-hmm. it, even in the same state, right? And then they do the same thing for youth. They split up and they put the youth over here. And there's never conversation of, about a holistic approach about generational clubs. And, yeah. and, and the reason why I think it's so important is – if you look at where soccer thrives the best in the world, the culture is a culture of generational clubs. That's right. So you have your top teams, whether they're professional or amateur, doesn't matter. The, in the club, there are youth and there are adults. It's one family internally, and, and it, cha- it changes the way that you do your programming it changes the decisions you make, as you were, <clears throat> were just alluding to, with regards to plans. You know, yeah. <clears throat> we're going to talk about our first team, but at the same time, you're saying we're going to talk about our first team. We're also going to talk about how does that affect our youth players? Uh, yeah, right, right. And when you're having that conversation, it's a different conversation than if it's just a first team or if it's just a youth yeah. academy. Um, I know when I, I was talking to G and the guys uh, a couple years ago before there was a first team, I was I was talking to them about this idea of, about generational clubs and having a first team. Have you guys ever thought about a first team? Have you ever considered it? And, and, and they acknowledged that they had and they were working on some plans for that. And I, I just thought that was so good because I felt like at this level of, of American soccer and... In this region of American soccer, there are not a lot of aspirational clubs when it comes to being a generational club. And so Rangers has an opportunity here on the the Gulf South uh, region to, to be an example to other clubs, whether they be youth clubs about fielding a first team or clubs who are primarily just a first team finding a way to to create a, a youth setup yeah. as a part of its program to become a generational club, because in the end, the whole thing becomes healthier.
1: That's right. Um,
0: and, and not just healthier from a player development sense, but it becomes healthier financially as well. You're able to do a lot more, leverage a lot more things when you have a bigger family working together to the same end. So with that idea, with yeah. that premise... What do you look at when you look at your first teams in the summer? Right, mm-hmm. the GCPL, the WPSL, the men's and women's first teams of Rangers. What do you look at from the from the academy players? How do you how do you want them to view those matches? To to get involved in those matches? To yeah. you know, what do you want their experience to be?
1: That, yeah. So that's something that we're talking about right now. Um, and and being that we are going to be playing so much closer to our academy teams this year versus last summer, it's something that we're that's going to be really important, right? Is, is how we do this. And that was to me that was the coolest thing, and was so happy to see you know our first team men's uh, first match last year, and and seeing them out there and the, the work that we had put into it when when we you know were playing that that first match. But the cooler thing was was seeing our you know the kids with the Rangers jerseys on in the stands you know that had painted their faces blue that were waving a flag and screaming let's go Rangers because you know it, how how cool it was to see you know something that was on their shirt and they were seeing you know their coach or a you know a collegiate player or that 17 year old you know Rangers player that they've looked up to for the past 3 or 4 years he's been you know one of the one of the top players to look up to now he's playing at that level so right. it's something that they can aspire to um so so yeah. How how do we how do we get them there? So so and and then how do we make them feel like a part of it? So everything from you know escorting players out to being ball boys to even helping out maybe on like game day operation type stuff um, and, and seeing that end of it. And and um, so we really want to make it uh, you know a, a place where family can come out where the where the kids you know even if the parents don't want to that academy player is dragging them there right because right. They, because they want to see it right. Um, so yeah so. That's really exciting, and I think that's the type of growth that we're going to see in terms of on the fan side. Is just you know we were lucky that we had a lot of fans that traveled forty five minutes to the match to the match last year. Well, now we're we're right here, so they're they're not going to have to travel. So we're
0: really we're really excited of how many kids are going to get to go see that first team level of play. That's fantastic, and and that's another byproduct of being a generational club. You have a Built-in fan base. That's right. Thousand plus players that are playing in the the youth uh, setups yep. of Rangers between uh, all of the the locations here on the Eastern Shore, yeah. and you've you've got an immediate fan base. You know, I don't. One of the things that has often made me scratch my head when I've looked at uh, adult soccer in America. Especially amateur soccer that that's played at the NPSL level, even mm-hmm. at the GCP, GCPL level and others, is these teams that are formed out of nothing. Which that's not a problem, right? But but it's it's you form it and there you don't have anything. Like you're starting from scratch. Where you guys yeah. were were able to go, hey, we, we've we've got a thousand plus players in our youth academy. Mm-hmm. Let's let's form a first team. Let's put it on top yeah. of the pyramid. And not only that, it gives you a massive head start on building up support for a first team oh, yeah. where it's where it's not from scratch or out on an island. That's I, right. I think it's so important to the health and well-being of the entire setup and system in America. Um, as, as you kind of talk about um, at a board level, the, the projects of the Rangers So you, you've talked about Village Park you talked yeah. about the first team Are there any other dreams or goals That's being discussed in terms of You know maybe some maybe, Obviously some of those may be private But any <laughs> dreams or goals that you discuss that, that you're looking at the future Going hey man it would be really great If we could do something like this
1: Yeah Um. You know so this is my first year on the board So I, I mean I, I'm, I would be I don't want to speak for the rest. The, sure, for the rest of the people that so, do, that do have those those dreams and stuff. Um, but you know, you know, one thing I, I I would like to see is is to you talked earlier, Daniel, about modeling what what you know modeling um, the the Rangers having a chance to model what that generational looks like. Well, right. I, I'd like to see us model it more for um, you know all of Baldwin County for and and, and for areas surrounding too. Um, and and I would like to to see to see that to see that grow not just here in Daphne Fairhope Spanish Fort, but I, I want I want to because I think we got a we're we're extremely fortunate not only in the you know the directors that we have, but in the the quality of coaches that we have. With the you mentioned the facilities and the access to fields, you know I, I just want to see, and and I think it will just just showing. Them the um, in the the chance to see to see the game is how it's meant to be played, and and that that's what's exciting to me is is watching this
0: grow organically, and right. and that's what it's really doing, right? That's fantastic. So um, <clears throat> you are um, a dad of two kids. You are a board member of Gulf Coast Rangers yep. FC, and you're seeing all of this growth happen here with, with the Rangers, with the football club. Um, do you have any last kind of parting thoughts for the audience? Any, any advice or suggestions maybe as a dad or as a board member of like, get involved with your local club or yeah. anything like that?
1: Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, that's the thing is we, we, we have a, we have a lot of dreams, right? We have a lot of big ideas, but it, it does take, you know, it takes, it takes people. It takes soldiers. it, it there, there's work to be done. So yeah, I mean, if you love the game, even if you know, even if you don't have a kid, I mean, we have you know, just just find your local club and get involved. Um, there, there's there's all kind of different things that can be done from from the first team all the way down to the you know we have you know even below our academy down into the wee kickers and mighty mites and stuff. I mean, there's there's chances to get involved and give back, and that's the type of thing. The more people we can get involved the more we can we can grow this game
0: fantastic well matt thanks for coming on the show thanks for sharing your thoughts and thanks uh, thanks for all your work with rangers yeah man appreciate it